Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi there. Welcome to another episode of Murder Ho Bros. You're joined today by my... You're joined today? Is that right? Yeah, that's I'm joined today. Fine. Now you, you, as in the person listening, you are joined. Ah, you are joined today by myself, Josh, your DM, and we've got Sandy with us today. Hi, Sandy. Hello. The alpha male is here. The alpha male has some theme music. I won't play you the theme music right now, but I'm going to put some in. I and... imagine it's like hard rock with like um, Kiss-inspired lyrics, and there's some pyrotechnics going off in the background. <laughs> Uh, so I just wanted to come on just we're going to add some flavor to the intros and hopefully you can get to know a few of us a little bit more and why not start with the best of the bunch uh, I've been playing yeah. D&D for years and years and years now uh, I play all over the place and um, yeah hopefully that comes across in what we're doing we're trying to have fun with you guys uh, and there are a lot of in jokes in this episode and all the episodes you're going through um, I'll throw one out so from now on, you're going to hear me randomly shouting um, test in an episode. Um, and that's because when we start our recording, we all sync up and we say one, two, three, test. And I know that I can really mess Josh up because he edit, edits the podcast. If I just randomly chuck a test in here and there, um, just just to make his life more miserable, really. And that that's kind of my job on, on the show, that I just make everyone's life more miserable. It's so much more worse than that, though. And you know it is, because there are so many episodes in in my uh, To Be Mixed folder that I, I'm almost anxious to open, because there's so much of you uh, destroying the, the pre-recording space with your strange tests and stuff. Like, some of the filth you say, I'm going to have I have to edit. <laughs> there's things that are so indecent that... Oh, well, there, there there is a cutting room floor uh, akin to nothing else. So, um, I think I'm going to make like a like almost, not a bloopers reel, but I might make a quick like edit of some of the stuff that I can put on the podcast just to showcase how insane it is for me. It, it would be like the Panama Papers. It would embarrass it all of us. Uh, We'd all also, lose our jobs. Also, Josh, by the way, test. 
Uh, speaking of in-jokes, uh, do you want to explain who Oral is? Uh, so, a um, few seasons ago, like, we we played uh, our games together for a decent amount of time now. Uh, and we played through the... What's the name of the campaign, Josh? Tomb of Annihilation. Uh, Tomb of Annihilation campaign. And me... Uh, Lee and Sirvash, we all played together uh, through the Tomb of Annihilation campaign. Uh, and because we had three people then, we, we didn't really have any other friends uh, before we invited Sean in. Um, we had to have kind of a generic PC uh, that played along with us and, and helped us out. Honestly, probably the worst PC playable character I've ever played amongst Josh. controlled <laughs> by Josh. Uh, and to save any roleplay implications, he was mute uh, and couldn't speak. Uh, he was a cleric of something. I don't think he ever healed anyone. He never, ever was able to hit. He, Josh always rolled to attack, but he'd always roll like nine. Yeah, he was pretty rubbish. And after a little while, again, I started to treat him like Josh, and I used to try to torment him uh, <laughs> and make his life as uncomfortable as possible. He did survive, though. In all honesty, he could have died. Basically, he was a huge XP sponge, and every time we killed something, we had to pay a massive tax of XP to Oral instead of mm. getting it ourselves. Yeah, 25% tax. Yeah. Absolutely nuts. So you will hear reference to Oral in the show. Uh, I think, actually, in this episode, you'll hear mention of Oral, and now you know why. This episode is about to come at you. Um, before we do that, I need to mention that we've got some, uh, in this episode, some music that I didn't write. I've, again, used non-copyrighted music, royalty-free zone, no copyright music. You can find some of their stuff on YouTube. It's all free to use, providing you basically let them know that you've used it and acknowledge them. They're great. I've used them quite a lot in this episode because I'm really, really shit at writing battle music. And they've done some pretty cool uh scary stuff too and you will hear that in today's episode sand before we promote our twitter handles um do you want to talk about any other projects you've got going on uh so on currently on tuesdays depending on when you listen to we're kind of towards the end of january 2020 uh i'm playing on encounter roleplay on twitch at encounter roleplay uh i am about to start a brand new campaign uh which is vampire the masquerade uh i've never played the system before it's it's a bit weird the book's a bit like whoa, full on but it's, it's a new system I'm, on, I'm really looking forward to playing um, so if you want to catch me there give us a shout and hopefully you can see me there and also see how ugly I am uh, and then listen to the podcast <laughs> as well I'll be shouting out the podcast from there so hopefully you've heard me one place or another I've got to say I've watched a few episodes of Sand on Encounter Roleplay and it's like Sand's my mate I've known him for such a long time and it's brilliant to see him and he's just watchable the it's really, really watchable and enjoyable. So if, you, if you're looking for something else to stream to get your uh, roleplay fix, I couldn't recommend it enough. And uh, I'm, I'm genuinely honest. I'm not saying that to be nice because he's my mate. Fuck him. He's a dick. You see him be a dick all the time. He's, it's really good. So yeah, there you go. Check it out. I, I highly recommend it. Um, while we're plugging things, let me jump in. Uh, please make sure you follow our Twitter Twitter account. I've got a little bit more involved. It's at Murder Hobros, and at the moment I'm posting a nice Wild Magic Surge. I love Wild Magic Surges, mm. so I'm posting a Wild Magic Surge a day. You can come and chat to all of us. I think all, all the guys at some point will see everything on Twitter. So if you want to send some abuse or... <laughs> like nudes i think lee's single yeah he's yeah, he's your man yeah, he, d- yeah. he doesn't mind what what you send but uh just just address them for lee and also thank you so much for everyone for the reviews and things on itunes we yeah really that's appreciate amazing those as well 
We, we are looking to grow our Twitter. Um, I know people are actively listening to this and coming back. I mentioned this before in the previous episode from all around the world, actually, which is absolutely amazing. Um, Sam, I'm dropping you right in the deep end with this. Do you reckon we could start doing something like uh, if people tweet at us, we could do a contest or something to promote the growth of our, our social media? Is that something we should be looking at? No. No, okay, okay. We, won't, <laughs> we won't do that. We can, get, we can do. We'll put our head together. We'll, we can do something or another. Maybe we find a book or something we could do. But it's, it's in the works. Keep listening. Oh, uh, there's a certain magic item that... Yeah. You, 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 if ma- you guys... Maybe we'll start something. Maybe if you tweet us, like, you can name a character. Josh will find a slot open for you. And you can, you can kind of chisel your name on, on um, the show as it's going. I'll tell you one thing straight away. This fucking trident that Siavash keeps banging on about, I don't know what the fuck it is. I haven't got a fucking clue. So if you want to help me design the trident, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Tweet at me that you did it, uh, at Little Power or at Murder Hobros to help us grow that. And you can help me make this stupid trident so our uh, friend can have something. Bonus points game. if you make it a spork. Ooh. All right, I think we'll leave it there. Enjoy the show. And uh, thank, thank you very much for listening. Take care. Shoulder height wooden bottle racks line the north and west walls here. There appear to be no intact bottles left in the racks, and shattered bottles cover the floor. Against the east wall at the foot of the stairs rest two large metal storage bins that appear to be empty. In the centre of the room lies a human corpse clad in plate mail. A long sword lies by the corpse's right side, and a large shield covers its legs. I think we took the shield, right? Yeah, gave the yeah, shield I to the guy. Did. We gave that to... What was his name again? Ned Shakeshaft. Michael, I think it was. <laughs> okay, I forgot that. Yeah. Test. Um, anyway, so... <laughs> Such a knob. <laughs> <laughs> we, and then, Can I yeah. give... Th- I'm going to give this body another tap with the end of my spear. Is there any more in there? Just... It's a, just a rotting body. Soft and has give to it. Wake, wake up, mate. I, I think he's dead, Gil. No. Yeah. Should we head uh, down? What happened in here then? Do you think he got lonely and drank all this? Are there any wine left? Uh, you can make an investigation check. Investigation minus one. Fifteen. Wow. Uh, so, examining the floor around the racks, uh, you can see that there is one bottle intact. Its label has the image of a jauntily dressed unicorn. It is the only intact bottle in this whole wine cellar. Everything else is smashed on Wait. and scattered everywhere. The unicorn's wearing clothes. Jauntily dressed unicorn, yeah. I have put unicorn wine in the journal. 
I'll pick it up. Jaunty it. dressed unicorn one. I'll edit it later. <laughs> and then can I head down to the to the door? To the what, mate? The door. Well, um, it's not particularly a door. Uh, it is on a fifteen. What you would notice in the bottom corner is a quite obvious secret door. Um, it's not a door. It's like a revolving uh, bookcase sort of mechanism. Except it's not a bookcase. It's it's very very obvious, but it's one of it's just it is literally a revolving door, and uh, you you can head to it if you wish. Okay, stealthily, I guess. Uh, make a stuff check. Stuff. Where do you go? 16. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Egypt. Okay, it's not hard to um, revolve the door into its halfway point. Uh, so you can see into the room beyond. Um, and I'll get rid of that too. So you can see a torchlit chamber, which was once a large cellar but it has since been converted into living quarters. Ten crude beds stand along the south wall, each with a wooden locker at its foot. A long wooden trestle table, ringed by rickety stools, dominates the centre of the room. Metal cutlery, cups and dirty plates sit atop the table. A cook stove is installed near the table, and evidence of recently cooked meals sits in a pot atop it. A large ham hangs from a loop of twine near the stove. And you're coming out right next to that stove. A sturdy set of stairs leads to a trapdoor in the ceiling above. There are two wooden doors in the east side of the room. <clears throat> I can't see anybody in there. No, it's empty. Completely deserted. Any indication to what was living down here? Uh, you can make an investigation check. Investigation again. Minus one. Two. You have no idea. Ned is poking his head around, looking in, and he looks uh, quite jumpy. And he just he's muttering under his breath, and he's just saying, "This, this is bad. This, this is bad. What, what, what are you? What's the plan here? Why are you so scared, Michael? My name's my name's Ned. <laughs> Ned, why are you? This so... is dodgy. I just thought this was a, a creepy old house." Okay, what do you think it is now? A really, really creepy old house. Gotcha. Well, we were sent here by the council to find out why it's so creepy, so we need to investigate. Uh, so, kind of, uh, Gil will come kind of bumble his way. Oh, there's a door here. It's clever. Um, what's, what's in there, Mikas? Let's go find out. I right, go through the door. Okay. I look around. So looking around, uh, towards the east eastern wall, you can see these two doors. And uh, the door to the, the northern side appears to be normal, but the one uh, to the furthest to the east has a wooden bar across it, held in brackets on the frame and the door itself. The word danger is scrawled on that door in the common tongue, using chalk. Uh, did you say there were lockers in here? At the foot of each bed, there is a locker. Can I check the lockers? Uh, quick question. How many beds are there? Ten. There's a lot of people in here. Don't know why they need so many beds. 
Um, are they? Do they look like nice beds or grotty beds? Basic, functional. Uh, I mean, two of not, them could have slept. They're upstairs. not luxurious. That bed was nicer than this one. It had posts. So all of the foot lockers are locked, Nikas. If only we had someone in the team with these tools. If only. If only. Who had expertise in it with a plus seven. I'll give it a go if you want me to. <laughs> Enjoy. You have ten of them. Go for it. <laughs> Make a, uh, a dex check using your thief's tools. Just press. There you go. Effortlessly, you open the first one. And it just clicks open your hand. And there, there are basic personal effects in there. Uh, there is a coin purse, and it has seven gold pieces and 15 silver pieces. Nice. Like a change of, change of top, a comb, and the coin purse. Seven gold, how much? Sorry? Seven gold, 15 silver. Okay. How many other ones are there? Nine more. Bang. On a 26, wow. On that ridiculously high amount of rolls I've already seen. Oh, flipping out. Oh, there's nine. <laughs> With you being that proficient, uh, you don't have to roll anymore. I can say you can open all of them. All, all 10 of these. It doesn't take you very long. It's it's like a uh, a factory process. You literally get to the foot of one bed, bend down, click, open. Move to the next one, click, open. Next one, click, open. Next one, bit fiddly, you break a lockpick, then click it open, and so on. Every single one of these lockers has basic personal effects, uh, but every single one has a coin purse, each with seven gold pieces and 15 silver pieces in. So now we have nice. 70 gold and 150 silver. Gotcha. Yep. Nothing else of substance. There's like bits of like tatty parchment. There's clothing there might be a bar of soap in one of them general knickknacks and and junk but you've liberated all of them of no coin purse no journals no no journals oh i hate being fucking stupid um <laughs> no writings no nothing just literally beds with coin purses very minimal these people that Whoever is is using, whoever is using these, they're living quite lightly or not storing much, at least here. Okay, um, Gil's gonna come and have a look at this door with. There's something written on this. Danger. You can see, Gil, that the bar uh, is damaged and bent, and it looks like something has tried to push it open from the other side. Wonder what's in here. Uh, can I put my ear against the door? Yeah, you can make a perception check. Twenty-two. That's a good perception check. Thank you. It seems silent. Oh, it's quiet. It's just the noises of the the house creaking above you in the wind from, from coming off of the sea, but that room. Room's quiet. Looks like the danger's all gone. Yeah, let's let's leave that room alone. Let's try the north door, please.
these. Is is that is that where you felt that thing from that you said you felt? It's a very good question. Do I have any? I have two left. Okay, so can I try and divine sense? Where is the evil people? In that room, beyond the barred door, you distinctly feel the presence of six undead. And do I... Uh, what sort of range is this divine sense again? It is 60 feet. Let me put... There is also something beyond undead. Celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet. So you've got seven pings of undead all in that vicinity. Okay. And as um, you was opening this door before you decided to reach out, and you had a, a, a quick look in and saw it was relatively uh, benign, you, you reached out and felt with this divine energy and got these pings, and then you, your eyes refocus on, on the door that you've just opened. And unlike the barracks, this small room holds comfortable furnishings and appears to be well cared for. A comfortable-looking bed in the northwest corner has a wooden locker at its foot. A small wooden table stands against the east wall with a padded leather chair beside it. On the table, a brass three-branch candlestick with three burning candles provides the room with bright light. The candles, though not fresh, are far from spent. Under the table is a small wooden box and an unlit bullseye lantern with a movable shutter over the lens. On the shelf above the table sits three books. In the northeast corner is a closed wooden wardrobe. Can I go into it? And so yeah, you can step into the room. I will step out of his way because I'm big and hefty. And I will try and investigate as much as I can. Uh, well, make an investigation check. I shouldn't be doing this. It's minus one, nine. I mean, okay. So on a nine, you get a good look at all of the items that I've described. There are books. Um, the books on the shelf, you ha your eyes drawn to them. There seems to be a volume of erotic poetry, which you can get down and see is fully illustrated. <laughs> nice. There is a naval almanac listing tide times for the area of coast around Saltmarsh. And you can see just from a quick scan that uh, a total of 100 miles of coastline is covered in this. And there is a treatise concerning a demigod called Eas and its minions. And as you, as you get this third book down and have a quick flick through a sheet of parchment flutters to the floor. I pick it up. It's got a few simple words and phrases in the common tongue. Do you speak any other languages? Uh, common and primordial. There's another language written there. Uh, in common it's basically you have a, a phrase or a, a couple of simple words and then something else a phrase and a couple of sim simple words and something else that you can't read the common you can read stop then something scrawled after it in a language you don't understand then you can read fight and something scrawled after it lift come okay. okay I'll show it to the others see if they know any languages if they can read it. Tell me what languages you can speak. I can't. <laughs> yeah, you can't. It's 
Fair uh, enough. I can speak Awuya. What? Awuya. Awua. I think it's total. Uh, common and... Uh, wait a minute. How do you spell Awuya? <laughs> A-W-U-A. Wow. Wow. Awa? Indeed. Awa? Mimicry? <laughs> Mimicry? Mimicry? Maybe I got that wrong. Mimic cry. I forgot about the fucker. Uh, deep speech as well. Yeah. Uh, and common. Uh, let me. I'll just double check my document. Have you misspelled Aquan? <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna check. <laughs> yeah, I might have done. I think it's Aquan. I must have... You missed the cue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's how I fucking spell <laughs> it. I will edit that now. No, you, none of you recognise the second language. I'm going to leave it like that. Anyone else want to make an investigation check yeah, in here course. as Nikas is rooting around? Leave with the investigation. 16. All right. So, Blade's comes in and kind of like squeezes past uh, Nikas and peeks bird-like over his shoulder and looks at what uh, Nikas is reading on this parchment. Blades, you instantly can see that these are language instructions. While you can't read the second language, this most definitely is uh, some useful phrases for some other language so that th there can be some sort of basic communication. And then your quick bird-like eyes blink and you, you kind of look around the room and you can see that this bullseye lantern is it catches your eye very very quickly and you can see just from the condition of it that it's not used very much but it's excellent for signaling the the uh, physical mechanisms of this and the uh, the panelings that can move and like block off uh, and make a very directional beam of light. These these are excellent for, for casting almost like Morse code messages. And then your attention shifts again, and you start looking around the room. You you, you summarize the books first, and you, you quickly ascertain that they're worth about 10 gold pieces each. You go to the wardrobe and poke your head in, and you can see a fancy floor-length oilskin coat hanging in there. It's worth about five gold pieces. And instinctively, you check the pockets. It's empty. But it is trimmed in this iridescent green silk. It's ostentatious, but uh, quite fine quality. You also then have a look under the table and find a hidden compartment. And it holds a spell book. Nice. Unmistakably a spell book. Uh, we don't have any spell direct like direct spell casters, do we? It's just yeah, no. There is a small wooden box, uh, also holding twelve candles, flint and steel, and a piece of parchment that details methods of communicating with a ship, such as a signaling Ooh. system. I'll grab that. And that, um, yeah, you, you can add a note. You have uh, parchment dash the signaling system. You understand this specific method of communication. Uh, while they're in there, I'll go and have a listen to this other door. Is 
there any kind of uh, bolting facility on this door? Uh, which one? Sorry. I guess I'm at a the, door the here. The one that's barred? Yeah. Oh, that's the barred door. Oh, yeah. this is the barred. Okay, sorry. I thought yeah. we'd gone into the barred door. No, no, no. Uh, the door to the north was unbarred. The one to the east is the barred door. But was this the one with the pings for that? N- well, actually, no, I don't, no. I don't know that. Okay, that's fine. It's the it's the the barred the barred rooms where the divine sense was was finding undead. It's, it's nice in here. I, I, I would mm. grab all the stuff around the room, put it on the table, and uh, grab the bullseye lantern and the directions, and then the other stuff we can put in the, or whoever wants to take whatever. Okay. Did you look in this box? Yeah, he found the, the candles. So the every, steel. everything's been through. The, uh, with a, a good investigation there by Blades, this room's been thoroughly checked. Nice bed. Someone fancy sleeps in this one. Ned pokes his head through the door and uh, he's kind of fidgeting very anxiously, almost pacing on the spot. Um, and He's not saying anything, but he's watching you and he, he looks he looks uncomfortable. Right, Ned. Uh, yeah, not really. What's the matter? I'm getting freaked out. This, this, this feels wrong. It feels wrong in here. What happened to the screaming? Why has it stopped? I feel like we're being watched. Hello? Are we I'll... being watched? You don't know. Was there a painting in here? No. Uh, can I do a perception? Just I'll, I'll glance around the room because like, he'll take that very literally. Like there's yeah, someone make in a perception here check. Uh, Twelve. No, it's quite a narrow room and with you three in there and Ned in the doorway, it's relatively claustrophobic, but it's full with the wardrobe, the bed, the desk, the everything else. It's There's no eyes watching you. Sorry, Literally, Ned. You I'll, I'll turn eyes. away and face so I'm not looking at Ned. Is that better? Uh, it's not it's it's not it's not you, Gil, that I'm, that I'm worried about. Well like this this isn't the scary room. Look at this one. Uh, and this I'll... this room is scary, Gil. There's there's ten beds and where are the ten people? There's four of us and I'm not much of a fighter. Also there's a big sign right next to me that says danger. The yeah. secret doors, horrid screams. It's, we, it's got a bolt insects. across it, hasn't it? Look, there's a bolt. Yeah, and something big's been pumming on it from the other side. Can I check the room, like the walls, for anything else? Yeah. The main room? Yeah. Yeah. Make a perception or investigation check, whichever you prefer. I've got perception because I have a plus one. Ten! Lovely. On a ten, you see in this corner the um, markings in the wall that you believe that there will be, it's like a, a recess in, in the wall, a little thin, fine crack almost running alongside it that suggests another secret door. Can I try and open it, please? Yeah. Uh, with a pu- push and a like a, it cracks open and leads beyond. I'll show you on the map. So, peering beyond, there are, is a, a torch in some crude brackets on the wall and you can see that it's a, a passageway leading uh, down some steps and beyond. You'd have to progress further to see more. Um, it appears to be cut out of natural caverns. 
and you actually think you can make one more perception check for me. Five. There's a low level of noise coming from somewhere and you're not entirely sure what it is, but it's not dissimilar to like what we would know as like white noise. It's this low like <sighs> but it's not constant. But there there is some sort of ambient noise echoing around a little bit off of these hard walls. Okay, I'll go back to the group. Which which I will add are slimy and the floor is moist. Uh, Jesus, I'll go back to the group. I could say I found another secret door. We're here to get rid of or investigate the why this place is haunted. So we can go into the danger room, sort it out, and go back to the council, or go back and to the secret door to the left here, and go that way. What time is it, Josh? That's a good question. So you approached here uh, very early in the day, didn't you? So you was on the outside early in the day. You took a short rest for like probably an hour after a basic exploration. I would say it's probably getting close to noon. We can always do somewhat of a, like, we've had a little peek. We go outside and we just watch for a little while, see if we can see anything that's going on before before we dip our rods in the water, so to speak. You want to go back to town or you want to go back to just outside, just have a little no, camp? No, i got like a tent on the back of this, so I don't know where you lot are going to sleep, but we'll keep an eye out. And maybe come back when it's a bit darker. Some fish only come out at night, if you know what I mean. Alright. Blades? Yar. Uh, okay. <laughs> Ned, you want to get out of this house? Yeah. Let's do it. I want to get out and I, I, I want to never come back. We can only take you outside, though. The rest is up to you. We can't take you back to town. Well, you you I, stay I with get us, back to town. Well, like, you stay with us. We'll we'll take you back to town tomorrow. We just just want to wait till it's a bit darker so we can see see if there's anyone here. He scratches his head and ruffles his hair a little bit. It's scruffy and it's sticking up. And there is a grey streak running through it that you didn't notice before. He's a little bit older than than he initially appeared. And he says, yeah, you helped me. I'm, I want to help you. I'll, I'll stick around a bit. But this, this place is, this place is fishy. Um, so I guess if you want to take us to the map, Josh, but I imagine we walk out uh, and we find a good vantage point. Can I use my survival skills to find a good spot that maybe overlooks the house and gives us a little bit of... The house is at the highest natural land point on a cliff edge, really. You, there is, there are trees. There is not a huge amount of brush because you, this this cliff line starts to. Um, it's it's not barren. There's grass and things, but it's there's not a huge amount of of geographical features on this cliff other than the house, which is is gone down to ramshackle and, and ruins, really, as it starts to. 
uh, degrade but you can you can find a couple of trees and like kind of like and bushes and and find a little bit of shelter and and can watch from the side of the road there really at the house if that's what you want to do yeah um i think that's a good idea and we just maybe rest rest for uh till kind of six seven so that's six hours um we'll say nice long rest uh also just before we leave the house in the kitchen you said there were some oddities left in there where i made breakfast before Hmm. uh so the guy that used to look after gill um he taught me a trick when they were looking for mice uh is there any flour or any kind of powdery uh, horatio taught him uh, is there any powder or anything like that left in there like flour or ground Let's have a look. that's a good idea um so if you before you make your way out you can have a good investigate inside there um so going back into the kitchen it's it's noticeably damp and, and and quite cold when you go back in again and you can see the mold on the walls and the cobwebs there is the cooking stove with some equipment and the chimney and there's not much beyond that in that area of the kitchen so, uh, there is a cracked and discolored stone sink nothing in that to the right of the sink there is this wooden cupboard fixed to the wall and you open it and start having a rummage through there there's very little of okay i've, I've food got it stuff, so stuff that, there's there. some chimney with some soot in yep there uh, is a definite soot i'm gonna sprinkle a good helping of soot uh, over the floor before we leave the room uh, so which room are you putting that in uh, sorry in the in the kitchen wherever the top of these stairs were that was a kitchen okay right? yep that's right um and try and make it look as natural as possible being uh, somewhat of a ranger uh in order to track footprints so this is what horatio taught him when they were trying to get rid of a, a rat infestation to see where the the travel of okay. the rats were so uh, just so that i've got this fully understood sorry this is on the staircase uh well mainly like upstairs as like in the kitchen area where it like i imagine there was dirt and there's obviously some dead uh like creepy crawlies that we've killed in there anyway so it's gonna look strange yeah. anyway but like enough where if someone walks through it one it will maybe leave some faint footprints but also potentially they're gonna carry this soot through for a little while we might see uh some trace of where they've gone does that make sense absolutely and you can uh, you can do that easily cool. uh, i'm happy so to give you a survival check for how like unnoticed like whether it's noticeable or not but it's up to let's you. do it let's do it just a survival check just uh, for the 23 <laughs> um horatio taught you some skills and this is one that you learn very, very well. And you demonstrate it in such a seamless way. It would be very hard for someone to see that you've essentially laid some sort of like trapping. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's, it's a tracking mechanism. Tra yeah. yeah. And you'd have to be pretty observant to notice and see the, the, the machinations behind it. Cool. So I'll do that before we leave, uh, and then I suggest we take a, a rest. I'll instruct no one to have a fire. Um, it might be a bit chilly and a bit damp tonight, but um, well, for the for this afternoon. But it lets us get a bit of rest. Uh, so how how are you going to pass this six odd hours? I'm going to keep an eye on uh, old Nerdy Boy. Okay come to that in a second you're gonna be eyeing up ned particularly gil's gonna sleep gil's gonna sleep nick asks what are you doing as the time passes i won't notice gil asleep and think that i'm talking about all the things under the sea and telling him of all my good deeds that i do down there not noticing he's asleep 
I imagine Gil will start off with best intentions, lifts listening to him. Oh yeah, tell me more about that. And within three sent like three sentences, Gil's asleep. Beautiful. Nick, uh, Blades, make an insight check. <laughs> oh, three. Five. Ned, um, he seems... He's hard to read. Uh, he seems... He seems still a little agitated, but maybe calmer for being out in the open air. He is... He's, he's kind of content enough in your company he's chilling by you guys he, he seems like he feels the cold a little bit he, you know the wind air is is chilly and he tries to find like a sheltered area a little nook to get in uh he's not too talkative but he kind of slots in with you guys cool i'll just keep an eye on him while we're resting okay the time passes there is nobody coming up this way as you will have gathered from what you'd heard in the town this is kind of left this house creeps the locals out and if people need to get beyond it they will perhaps cut across fields to get around it they will find an alternative route there is no traffic in the six hours up here there are seagulls uh, you can see that the sea is constantly uh, beating against the cliff below as the tide comes in but it's calm and as you are obviously watching the house you don't notice any difference you don't see suddenly someone just poke their head out it's quiet it's ruined there is no movement and you eat and you sit and you rest and you warm up and the time passes and it the sun starts to go down and then because we're talking early in the year it sets and it gets dark and you get cold and it gets to about six o'clock. Right, well, it doesn't look like they come up much. There's no lights on, so either they can see in the dark or they're all below ground. Should we go and have a bit of a closer look? Ned says that don't 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 ghosts get stronger at night. If it is a ghost. And I walk towards the door. Oh, can I take one of the sticks uh, from the fire and then have that as a light source? You didn't have a fire. Oh, we didn't have a fire. Right, my bad. I, was, I think I was told distinctly that you did yeah, not have a fire. That's why we was cold. Yeah. Uh, we did complete a long rest, though. Yep. So, um, Nikas, you walked to the house with or without a stick but it will not be on fire unless you light it yeah I don't have a lighter so um, we have the l we don't even have a thing for the lantern I, yeah. can, I can make fire we'll need some of that uh, actually we had torches anyway we took torches down with us I imagine we probably put them out and left them in the house as long as you're happy with that or they're on my back somewhere yeah that's fine absolutely fine um, alright well Let's go in. Let's head to the kitchen first. But is open. And uh, you make your way through the house. As before, the, the first level, nothing seems to have noticeably changed. But you get into the kitchen and then you inspect your soot marking. 
excuse me, make a survival or an investigation check. I don't mind which. I'll do a survival. Uh, 21. Jesus. There are scuff marks through this. One set of scuff marks. And on a 21, you start to analyze the footprints as well. And it looks like, it literally looks like the weight has been proportioned more towards the toes. Like someone's creeped. Tippy toes. Just one set. One set. You can. Which Go direction were they headed? Yeah. If I coming up the steps into the second floor of the house, and then there are, um, with a little bit more investigation, you can kind of like follow them out of the kitchen a little bit, and then the soot kind of like it doesn't leave a great print. But you can then also, upon a deeper inspection, see the set return back down. Okay, so the t that's why the return ones are back down there. Mm -hmm. Now do the stairs. Okay. But the, scre the screaming was in the head, right? It wasn't like a big boom uh, from the stairs, right? It was on the stairs. Head no, I understand, but was the screaming it was, it, was in the head? Was it audible head? or psychic? It was an audible scream coming How from deep. How could you tell if it was in your head or? That's a fair point. I'm guessing the type, the type of attack though, that it did. It distinctly felt like the screaming was coming from deeper underground. Like for instance, it didn't feel like the screaming was coming from the foot from from the staircase. Or the wine cellar. It sounded loud and terrifying, but deeper in this underground level. Like it was passing through a doorway or walls. Uh, Gil heads downstairs. <laughs> like all this thinking going along, he's kind of. Oh, you get back down into the wine cellar and um, your soot tracks um, stop and the open secret doorway is left as you left it half open with a passage into the room with the 10 beds and the, the large table and and beyond and the secret door that led into this this tunnel passage in the caverns oh think thinking nothing's changed Giller walked straight back in no sign of these footprints now we've gotten into this section no, no they've they've run out the soot it was uh, there was a limit to what you could get out of that footstep wise uh, but this room is as you left it so, we'll go towards the danger room. Danger room? Danger room. So, if you put your tokens where you are on the map again, so I have an idea of where we're at. As a triton. Oh, yeah. Ned creeps back in with, with you, Gil. Like, Gil Gil's not up. creeping. Oh, he, well, he, he follows you and he just goes... <whistles> this, uh... See? Creepier at night. It's alright, well... I'm pretty sure ghosts don't leave footprints. That makes you feel better. He looks at you quizzically and he says, Yeah, that's pretty smart, actually. Have you been down here before? I've, uh, no. Well, with you, but not before that. They, d they didn't take you down here. No, I didn't, I didn't know that there was a wine cellar. Well, there's no... Oh, the other room, yeah. What do you, you think is in that next room, Ned? Uh, which one? And the he points to, towards the uh, the 
the tunnel with the secret door. The one that says danger on it. Oh, that one. Uh, something big? Something big enough to thump a, a dent in a bar? Could be the wind. I'd... Could could be. <laughs> Hope so. I try. Well, don't worry. That fishy fella seems to know about this stuff. So yeah, just 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 trust him. Are you are you guys back in the main room or are you guys behind me? We're here. You're there. Where you are on the map. Okay. I open the door. Yeah. Which one? The one with the bar. The right? one with the bar, and then I'm going to come back like ten, fifteen feet straight away. All right. Um, I didn't expect you to do that. You walk Neither over to. Fuck. <laughs> uh, you walk over to the barred door, and you lift it. And open them. Run. It's easily lifted, <laughs> and you just open the door and run. And light spilling in from the large room behind you barely shows that the chamber is only about twelve feet across, and the corners are filled with shadow. What little you can see is dingy and dirty. Hey. And lurking in the shadows are skeletons. And as you step back, they creak and slowly step up into the air. And you've triggered some combat. Let me just reset the initiative order. Because I'm going to like an initiative count. Thank you, Taken. Wait a minute. Cool. When you're ready, you may uh, roll initiative. Nine. Ten. Ooh. One. Jesus. Oh, I got it out of the way. So. <laughs> yeah, that's. All right. So, let's get this ordered. All right. Top of the round. Blades. Um. Nikas just pops open this door and I guess his his body language will very clearly let you know that there is stuff in here not cool. I guess you can't really see it from where you are. That's why I ran um, back. Like, literally, I opened the door and ran back to... The... You're five foot in the doorway. Do you want to put yourself where you dashed back to? I'll give you up to ten foot. That's what you did. Well, okay, there. You did say yeah, that. There. Yep. Okay. Cool. I'm going to just get up there. Well, hang on, no, I'll go there. You can very clearly see as you poke your way through uh, a skeleton. I'll give you, because um, it's not a surprise that you're not instantly darting back, uh, make a perception check as a, as a freebie here, as a, or as a bonus action. For me? Yeah. Fitting. Looking at the skeleton that's directly in front of you, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 feet in the corner of this room, 30 feet away from you, uh, you look at his bones and something glints in a way that is unnatural to you and in the joints and, and covering some of the, uh, the the bones that you can see. It's like something has been applied to them. Um, like a compound has been applied to the bones. It's it's odd. I'm going I'm to point them out to um, Nikas. Kind of shove him, put a pat him on the shoulder, and just point at it. Bring his attention to it. Okay. I, I, I don't know what that is. Do, do I? Would I have seen that before? 
Uh, you can't really see it from where you are. Okay. But uh, it looks like Blades is trying to point out something to you. With the six seconds left of your to turn, Blades, what would you like to do? I'll say all of that's like a bonus. I'll just, I'll just wait. I think. Okay. Do you want to hold? An yeah, I'll hold yeah. an attack. Yeah, when they get into strike range. All right, Gil. Um, what would you like to do? Um, Gil's gonna kind of uh, move on to here. He's gonna attempt to like hop up onto the bunk to give him a bit more height, mm. um, so he can see over the top of Blades' head. Uh, and he's gonna hold on to his harpoon. Uh, he's gonna tie the rope around himself so he can pull it oh. back like he has against so many. Uh, of his fishing challenges that he's gone on, uh, and nice. he's going to hold something ready to s to see what's going on. Can I have a look at this? Like, can I notice anything weird about them? I've not seen too many skeletons, in all honesty. But make a perception check. Uh, Twenty-one. Uh, you've got pretty keen eyes. Uh, these skeletons look like they are the skeletons of humans. There are tatters of like old clothes on them that have have rotted away uh old leather boots a lot of open bones but there does appear to be a compound applied to a lot of the uh bones that you can see and on a 21 you can see a little bit more than what blade saw i will take one more roll from you make an insight check for me please insight oh dear yeah, yeah. Uh, natural <laughs> you think they look shiny like glammed up Glam skeletons? Was that a question? They're the, <laughs> they're the prettiest skeletons I've ever, ever seen. It's posh spice. <laughs> uh, and then it's the skeletons guy, I guess, if you're holding your yeah. action as well. Um, uh, sorry, you need a trigger. Uh, I will wait for them uh, to enter the doorway looking like they're going to hurt someone. And straight away, the first skeleton gets up onto his feet and totters into the doorway. Uh, there's your trigger. Does it look aggressive? Oh yeah, it's uh, looking pretty darn aggressive. It's got a short sword in its hand that you didn't cool. see. Uh, so 18 versus AC. Hits. Uh, so it's 10 damage. Okay. Uh, he's still up as you launch this harpoon. Is it... Um, piercing. Piercing. It does pierce right through its rib cage. It's a great shot. And, and ribs break behind it and scatter and ricochet off the, the wall behind him. Uh he kind of totters on his feet. Do you want to pull back on the harpoon? Um, to tag tag team him. He's he's still definitely up. Let's say that. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll pull him. I don't know if I want to pull him twenty feet towards me. We could tag team him because I've got ready to action. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll pull him. I'll pull him in. And his movement was in that direction too. So. With a sh with a, a pullback on your harpoon, it kind of like propels him very quickly into your striking range, Blades. Would you, what would you I like to do? I will attack. Go for it. Sneak attack. Oh, nicely positioned. Yes. Very tactically minded. All three of you are very 15. smart. Hits. Roll damage. Eleven piercing. Oh, eleven piercing. All right. Um, again, a very precise uh, strike with your with your blade. 
uh, and you just lunge right where the spinal column fuses with the, the skull and you punch straight through, the head rolls off and cracks on the floor and the whole skeleton, just whatever was animating it, holding it together, it just falls to pieces into a pile of bones on the floor. Uh, he is gone. I'm going to get rid of him. Uh, how do I do this? It's been a little while. Let me... That's what I want. That one. And the others will come out now as well because uh, they're all going to go. This one's going to come for you. Okay. This one I'm going to put on the bones of its colleague. It just steps through. So you've got two skeletons coming out of the room. A third one backing up uh, a little bit. Uh, and one in the doorway. So four skeletons all on the assault. The one on you, Nikas, is going to short sword you. And on a 19, you most definitely take six piercing damage as it slices across you, finding a gap in your armor six. high up on your throat. Yep. Nasty slash. Okay. The one on you, Blades, does a 16 yep. to hit. Uh, you take five piercing damage as it slashes across you and... Uh, plunges the blade into you just below your your ribs and uh, it, it's it's unpleasant it's deep puncture the the other two uh, all of these have, have have a choice of weapons unfortunately and uh, but they can't get in within range the bodies are just too much in the way so they kind of like totter back and forwards um, but they can't get a use off really here there's too many bodies in the way so Nick has it's your go Oh, okay. Let me check something. Uh, as an action. Okay, so I will just attack the one that attacked me with my glaive. 20 to hit. Mm. Oh, that hits. Roll damage. 14 slashing. Jesus. Uh, you do boy. slash. And uh, you get a great slash, and you, you slash an arm completely off. The skeleton comically looks down at its arm as it hits the floor, and then looks back up at you with these vacant eye sockets. It's still animate. Is that the end of your game? Unfortunately, go? that's all I have. Then we go right back to uh, Blades. What would you like to I do? I will attack. Go to it. Go for it. Ugh. That is a miss as the scraps of armor, unfortunately, still provide some form of protection to your thrust. Is that the end of your go? Yes. Gil, over to you. Uh, I'll yell back. Do I notice that? Um... Yeah. Um, I'll say that you can see that Ned's backed off. Ned, we, we, we need that shield. Come on, mate. <laughs> um... He looks at you, shrugs, and goes. He just screams, ah, and then charges in. Cool. Uh, I will hop down here uh, and I will kind of instruct Blades uh, and Nikas to get behind me if they can. Uh, and I'm going to attempt to stab through at this one. Um, would it. I have noticed that like, perhaps my harpoon wasn't doing as much damage as, as I expected? Or Yeah, you feel like... With... Make another insight check. Uh, nine. You Probably think it not. might have something to do with this compound on this on the the bones? Oh, okay, but you don't really know what's going on. But you you have noticed that that should have probably been more than enough to smash up some bones. That's probably not what I was asking, but okay, that's fine. Thank you. Um, so I'm just going to, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, 
I imagine it doesn't like maybe I'm too caught up in it. Uh, Gil will start kind of humming a sea shanty to himself, like yo ho, like as he's fucking stabbing these things. Uh, and I'm just gonna do an up close harpoon poke. Go for it. Uh, nat one. Um, with the bodies on your left and right, you've got Nickass on your left, blades on your right, and the skeleton bang in the middle. You thrust and you don't get that full arc of potential thrusting opportunities because you're a little bit closed in. So you have a very distinct, just driving thrust and the skeleton just actually kind of twists and just, you miss it completely. It pirouettes completely around you. That's about and in your go, I guess, the skeleton is going to continue its assault on blades with its short sword. Eight to hit. Less. The other one is going to continue striking at you, Nikas. Twelve to hit. Miss. And that will end their go. Everybody make a perception check for me, please. Gil, uh, not you. Nineteen. Oh. Nineteen. On the 19s, Gil, I'm going to say you're too blocked in to see it, but coming from inside the room where these skeletons were there are still too many bodies to really see but there seems to be like some blue light illuminating from inside there that wasn't there before it's just a flicker just this light blue flickering that starts to illuminate and cast some shadows from the skeletons and it's coming from the back corner but there are too many bodies to get a proper look but something something's flickered in there and that will be your go Nick yes Did he... Yeah, yeah it's, it's your go. <laughs> yep. What do you mean it's my go? I, oh, oh, it's my go. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I thought that was... What I do you mean? That, what do you mean? I thought you said uh, that's the end of your go. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you didn't do it, mate. It's, it is your ten go. Ten to hit. Uh, ten oh, is a miss. Oral, you swing on. with this glaive and it's there's just too much close yeah. up. Maybe not the best weapon close up. And then your go. Uh, blades. I'll go again. Yeah. Natural 20 Ooh. on a... It's going to be good. Okay, go for it. Yeah, roll damage. Oh. 14. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Um, how... Describe your death of this one, because this is horrific what you've just done to him. I think I would kind of uh, do an upward diagonal slash and then come back down and uh, just crush into his hips crumpling that motherfucker there is a lot there's almost like an explosion as this compound that was covering the bone is kind of slashed through and then with this horrifically precise and aggressive slashing move the dust the, with the bone underneath this compound just turns to dust and it just goes, lets out this puff of bone chippings and dust and poof, and it just crumples into the floor. Can I do uh, an insight check on the on the compound? Or yeah, and Ned's charging, just shouting, "Gil!" And he's charging up behind you with his shield. He backed off, and now you've convinced him Ooh, to come up backing you up. Uh, you don't really know much more than what you know, really. Uh, I will say, it looks like this compound's making their bones tougher. Cool. Um, Gil, sure guy. Uh, can I squeeze through that? 
Yep. Uh, I'll move to that spot, uh, and I will pokey this one. So you squeeze through Nikas and Blades into the oncoming skeletons, three left. Oh my fucking god. You guys are rolling. What is Poopy No, guy? no, I am rolling. Yeah. That's two nat ones in a row, Josh. That is, isn't Who's it? Who's the oral uh, now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say that you trip over as you step through to get in front of your colleagues and you're having to go through the two crumpled bony remains of the two skeletons that have been dropped and you trip and clatter to the almost to your knees and drop your harpoon and pick it back up and uh, t- stand up full height with your harpoon in your hand and see the th- that you've got three skeletons closing down on you hang on I'm re- I-, I wasn't ready <laughs> one of them strikes you with um, its longsword This one's going to get in there as well. And he's going to go for you with a longsword as well. And does 11 hit? Nope. You take 7 damage from the first one. What? And I'm going to say that... How does the first one hit? You did give me a number. Tw- I saw it. It's a 22. Oh. 7 damage. Jesus. You take 7 damage as one of these skeletons just slashes you up. But the other one, it kind of, his strike just hits completely on your shell. And it's, it's effortless. One of the skeletons is blocked in the corner, unable to strike. You're probably lucky. Ending there, go Nikas. You've got one on you. He has been hurt, but he's dealt a nasty blow to Gil. I'm going to uh, attack, basically. So, yeah, here we go. Clave, here we go. 25. That hits. Nine slashing. It's brutal. This time you do find your mark, and you just bring your glaive down as the skeleton's distracted by the, the sudden moving presence of this giant tortle. And using the opening, you come down hard and just cleave the skull in half as he's facing towards Gil. Um, that's another one down. I will then move five feet forward to where? All right. You can put yourself next to the one in the corner. Two skeletons left. And uh, it's you, you Blades. just blocked me off from attacking. You can always wait. That's all I can do. Do you want to hold your action till? I don't know. Yeah. Unless there's anything else you that you can want to do. Can you not throw it? Can you not throw a dagger? You're kind of in the oh. way. Yeah. You guys are charged in, and Blades is outside of that corner. It's pretty pretty tight. Um, in that case, Gil, what do you want to do? Going for the old trifecta of nat ones. Here we go. Twenty. Roll damage. Eight. Again, this one has not been hurt, and uh, you'd assume that this would have been slightly more effective. Yeah. Uh, And you do take a chip off of, a huge chip off of this compound that's covering his his, his opened up bones. Um, But he's still standing. Cool. I'm going to say. That as this fight is going on, um, a hunched corpse wearing a pointed hat and dressed in a robe embroidered with mystic symbols crosses through behind these two skeletons in the room that they came from. Thin wisps of beard float from its bony jaw. It raises a finger, tracing arcane symbols in the air. In a hoarse voice, it speaks. Oh, fuck. Secrets found and lost, then found again. Poultry minds cannot fathom. 
And I'm going to show you a picture. I just described it. He looks like this. Quite cool looking. I'm going to add him to the initiative track. Well, crap. At least he's not a necromancer. That's what I was worried about. Three. You're definitely going before him. So where was we at on the initiative run there? Sorry. Uh, you just had a go. I've just been. You've just been. So he's not going to go yet. But these two skeletons, skeletons definitely are. One of them's going to strike at you. Um, it's too much open. Uh, going to strike at you, Nikas, with uh, a nat one. It strikes at you. You deflect with your glaive, and its sword shatters in its hand. And it looks at its sword, and it's just got the hilt, and then looks back at you. Uh, the other one is going to go for you, Gil, with his short sword. Yeah. And that's a 19 to hit for yep. piercing damage. Uh, I am down. Okay. You are down. And then there go. Nikas, it's your go. How many hit points do you have, Lee? Uh, uh, Out of... Nine. Okay. I'm going to take an attack of opportunity, go behind Gil... And then I'm mm -hmm. going to lay on hands. All right, I'm going to short sword you then as you back up to defend that eight seems piercing like the damage. Riskiest fucking play. Eight <laughs> piercing damage. Yes. On a what hit? Twenty. Twenty doesn't hit. Oh well. You don't. Twenty-three <laughs> doesn't I'm hit. Kidding. So <laughs> as I'm moving, nope. I drop down to zero. TPK. <laughs> All right. I'm down. You were down. Sweet. This is bad. Yeah. Uh, I might go for a life of farming. <laughs> Blades, it's your go. Um. I guess I'll just try and stabilize. There's no Stabilize just means I'm unconscious for like. Yeah, for like four hours. For like four hours, yeah. Yeah. Well, then. You could. Stand on top of my body and <laughs> try and kill Die? them. I guess all three, just you. You can do it. Blades, what do you want to do? You've got two of your party dropped in front of you. Two skeletons in the doorway, and it looks like this wispy, um, wizard-looking skeleton behind them. And Ned's just watching five foot behind you with a shield out. I'm gonna lob a dagger. Go for it, roll to hit. I guess it's sneak attack because we're still technically enemies. <laughs> yeah, you're down, there's no sneak yeah. attack on this. 18 is a hit. Achoo. Which one are you going for out of interest? Are you going for the one that uh, was in front of Nikas or the one that yeah, was in front of Yeah, the one that was in front of Nikas. Alright, it is a hit, roll damage. Four. Uh, unfortunately, it's not as effective as you'd have thought initially. Um, but you do have the great satisfaction of seeing your dagger sticking in its collarbone and it just boing and it vibrates inside there. And Sweet. it totters on its heel a little bit. Um, is that the end of your go? Mm. Ned is looking at you and uh, make one more inside check. Ooh, five. There is just, you are just full of different emotions. You see him hanging back a little bit and your two colleagues, uh, new friends and our old friend uh, dropped in front of you. Uh, the, the new boy, this skeletal alchemist, he, 
he can't really get through. He just is tottering there, and he's going to say in this husky voice, uh, what is he going to say? He is going to say, Weak, you are too weak. You're already falling before me. Not worth my time. Minions, finish them. And uh, he's just going to be muttering these strange things. Uh, Gil, death save, please. Success. Mark a success. Uh, the skeletons attack and kill us, so that's a failure. That's two because we are on the ground. That's not what they're going to do, actually. Why would they not attack, Josh? It seems because shit. you're unconscious on the floor. That is literally not how I, I'm not even being nice. They would go for blades. They're brainless, but right? They, yeah, you're down. He's not. Go for blades. But if you. But I'm literally my thinking here is they're going to try and step over and it's going to be quite hard to get over you. So I'm going to say you're fucking massive. One of them's going to try and crawl over you, and I'm going to make him make some sort of like deck save. Um, he does get over and gets there. The other one I'm going to say can't because of how claustrophobic it is. But he is going to fumble around and switch weapons. Um, so he's not going to attack this turn, but he will next turn. The one that's fumbled fumbled through uh, managed to climb over this hulking, unconscious turtle. is going to attack you with his short sword, and he's going to roll a 14 to hit. Yes. Five hits. He's down. Damn down. Oh, dear. All right. As you sink to the floor, uh, you pass into unconsciousness, and you're, you just look up. And you can see Ned, and Ned smiles. And as you cling to consciousness, Ned looks down at you and he just goes, unlucky mate. And he backs off quite quickly and you slip into unconsciousness. Uh, we're gonna have to stop there this week. That is, uh, it's not game over, but that did not go well. Germany <laughs> Christmas. What a fuck. What kind of asshole kills an entire fucking party? And I'm pretty sure he said Skellington all the way through. Oh. <laughs> and, tot and tottering about a hundred times. Well, that's the end of uh, our podcast. We're never going to do another one again because everyone's dead. So thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, you'll never hear from us. Seriously, no. how salty was I there? Honestly, oh, I, this episode, I get really salty because... I cut so much, Sandy. It was making me uncomfortable. I, I, it made me so uncomfortable to mix it. It put me on edge. So much is on the cutting room floor. He I got love really Gil. pissy. Spoilers. There's illegal. You can't say that. They're gonna come back next week. I'm gonna have to bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope you enjoy that. I hope you're kind of wondering what's gonna go on. There are more episodes. Yeah. What happens, that, that's a bit of a mystery. There are more seasons too. So come back uh, in two weeks' time and find out what happens to our, our, by now I'm hoping, quite lovable, endearing characters. Spoiler, they're fucking dead. I'll bleep that out too. Bye. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.